Welcome to Under 30, the podcast series by the Youth Partnership that brings the research results, explores trends in young people's lives and themes relevant for youth policy and practice. The impact of learning mobility projects is quite well known. It is well researched, but only when it comes to the impact on individual level. We think about it when we develop project ideas, what impact will the project have on the participants, but the impact does not end with the individuals. It also extends to a community, people who are sometimes intentionally or unintentionally affected by the project actions. Recent developments in European youth policies and programs shows that more emphasis is put on understanding the impact not only on the individual level, but also on the local community or wider society. What do we mean when we talk about community? What impact do learning mobility projects have on the community? How to measure it? Why is it important? These are some questions that I'm discussing with our guest today, Alexandra Severino, one of the authors of the research paper on community impact indicators for learning mobility done by the Youth Partnership, Susie Nicodemi, one of the authors of the practical guide on community impact of learning mobility projects, and Romina Matei uh, from Salto European Solidarity Corps Resource Center that developed the practical guide. Enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to the next episode of our Under 30 podcast. Today we are talking about uh, community impact and community impact indicators of learning mobility. Yeah, it's a very interesting topic. A lot of the things have been written or we probably know a lot of things about the impact of mobility projects or, or learning mobility on individual people or people who are taking part in mobility projects or, or learning mobility projects. We also know quite a bit about community uh, and the impact on community, but it has not been, I think, elaborated enough until now. Now we have quite a bit of materials to understand what is community impact of uh, learning mobility but maybe we can start a little bit with clarifying what we are actually talking about. What does it mean? What kind of impact we are talking about? What kind of community we are talking about? Well, these are, are very good questions. And this is, in fact, where we started with our process. Because actually, community as a concept can mean lots of things to different people. It can mean all sorts of different things. Um, in uh sociology and other kinds of um, academic research, there are all sorts of papers and, and all sorts of stuff from years and years and years that define community in different ways. But there is one element that uh, we feel helps define it um, quite in an accessible way for most people. So in our practical guide that we put together, what we tried to do was explain community in a very simple framed way that would allow people to then get on with the next bit. So we try to distinguish from a social group and an organization. These would be something different. And for us, then our proposal is to explain a community where you have a sense of belonging. You have a sense of belonging. 
And this could be something that is very local, like with your neighbours. It could be something a bit bigger, like a regional level or, or even a group of countries. But it's not just geography. It's also other elements. The only thing that I would add to that is because I'm working at, on the program, which is called European Solidarity Corps. And in everything that I do, I all the time I have the glasses of the program. And also in our understanding, the community that we are speaking in the practical guide is a community that is impacted or kind of take parts or it's touched by some actions that are supported by this program that supports volunteering in Europe. So from my point of view, it's a community that, yes, it has a sense of belonging, but it's also somehow connected, impacted with this program. I would also add that as per what just Susie just said and the complexity and the dimension of community and the different understandings, there was somehow these needs also linking it with the process of the indicators to establish this sort of common ground on what is community, how can we see it, and in the specific cases of the indicators, how to link it um, to learning mobility. And it's a complex but very interesting exercise. Yeah, I just wanted to add an, a last bit because in the past, community has meant something quite obvious to people, but it's also with uh, Corona and with different ways as life develops. There's all sorts of communities that relate to people in different ways. For example, like the different levels of your identity. So there's also communities that relate to, for example, your religion or your political affiliation or the things that you're passionate about that you want to change. And it's also online communities, not just like physical people that you meet. So the community as a concept has so many dimensions, as Alex says, so many dimensions, and it's needed somehow to frame this and find some common ground. Okay, we know now what community is, and then there's another aspect of what we are talking today, is the impact, which I think is very problematic sometimes. When we do the projects, we are always confronted with this outcomes, outputs, impact, all this very difficult sometimes concept and uh, that are very often confused. It's, it's written in the research, it's also in the practical guide, that this impact can be happening on very different levels and it can be very different as well. If we can talk a little bit about it, what kind of impact we are talking about when it comes to learning mobility? Okay, so just to give it a little introduction and to to help a little bit to again frame it for people so they could find it understand it find it accessible and then be able to do something with it right so to explain it briefly when you want to make a change in your community when there's a need there's like a problem or a need and you want to do something about it you want to make a change so to do this you take action and then when you take action that creates an output something happens because you've taken action right and the output is the result of what you've done. But this is not impact. Impact is the effect that the output has. It's the effect of what you've done. And the effect could be on all sorts of people in all sorts of directions, this impact, all sorts of dimensions. And it's the, the people that are involved and other people, and it's the, the place that it happens and other places. It's uh, the system that you've changed and other systems. So it's important to, to realise that it's the action you take, the output that happens, and then, then what? Then it's the change. And 
So then there's these like different levels of impact. There's the direct with the people directly involved. There's the indirect. So these are people who didn't really take part in it, but they were affected by it. And not just the people, also the systems, the places, the buildings, whatever, other things related to it. So there's direct, indirect. And then you can have the intended, the things you planned in your objectives, and the unintended. So things which happened, even if you didn't mean for them to happen, but they happened anyway. But that doesn't mean they're they're still not valid, right? They still happen and they're still there. And then related to these four levels, there's the, the concept of positive and negative. So some things that you could aim for, that you want to happen, are positive changes. Or some things could happen which are kind of negative and you didn't really want to happen. And sometimes these negative ones can be great learning experiences, um, especially if it's related to the individuals that are involved. They're, they're a chance to reflect and adjust and, and think about um, the learning behind. And they're a chance for the organisers and the project managers to think, that went a bit wrong. We didn't realise there was going to be this domino effect. If this happens and this happens and this happens, and this is going to be the impact on people. And we, we didn't intend that at all. And it's a bit negative. Then it's a chance to reflect and consider how to do things differently or how things could be adjusted or maybe next time how to yeah approach it in another way. So this is like impact in a nutshell. Perhaps I can focus uh, more on the causal aspect of the question. So while we have all these different types of impact, specifically if we focus on learning mobility, it's important to understand what is directly caused by learning mobility, because there might be impacts, if we consider the overall uh, context, that are not necessarily related to the learning mobility project. So indicators, in a sense, are an effort to have these orientations and try to make this causal link more clear. It's in, in any case a complex endeavor, but it's important, as you were just saying, to understand these differences so we are more aware. Can I add something? Yeah, sure you can. Perfect. <laughs> because having the glasses of the program, and I understand a bit how difficult it is when you write as well an application, to think of the impact, what I want to underline is that we have to have in mind both a young person that writes a project or an organization that is the impact, it's a process and measuring impact, it's a process that you need to plan and you need to think of it and describe it also when you write the application. Uh, this is one thing. And the other thing is that because we are uh, speaking about people that are doing volunteering activities in the case of the program, you never know how long, when you will see the, the impact or how long it would take until you will really realize what happened because of, of, of a mobility. So uh, I know it's hard to describe this in an application when you write a project, but I think it's an important element uh, to mention it. Yeah, and I would add also this point that uh, a little bit in the Solidarity Corps and also maybe in a few other programs, that sometimes impact is like the last box you fill in on the application form. It's like the last box you fill in on the report form after you've added up all your receipts and you've done. <laughs> um, but actually, for me, impact should be the second huge thing in the project. First, you have the need, like what is the need for this project? And then what do we want to change? And for me, that should be almost the starting point of any project. 
of working out what you want to change, what impact you want, and then how to get there. Like if you've got um, something to aim for, you've got your frame, you've got your approach, and then you could break it in steps and work out how to get there. And I guess that links to indicators then in that way. I would also add that there, it was a very strong or core concern for the group of researchers while going through all the elements of the research. And it's actually part of our conclusion that indicators should not be used for funding projects. They should be a tool. And to make a more consistent analysis of the project that is at stake, having community at the center. And so elaborating on what Susie was just saying, this was one of our key concerns while going through the different methodology and analyzing the structure of what the indicators will hopefully be in the future. So this is what I wanted to add. Okay, thank you. Uh, we'll talk about the practical aspect a little bit later, about the tools uh, and indicators and, and so on. But I would like to come back a little bit to the roots of the discussion when it comes to community impact of learning mobility, how this idea came about, how did it all start? About six, seven years ago, something like this, there was an emphasis from the European programs. Well, first of all, the European programs were well recognized and there was momentum starting. There was recognition in different parts of the European Commission and there was a <clears throat> how do you say this? Uh, more of a priority given and more money, that more money was made available for the European programs in a very positive way to encourage more people to have more opportunities. In response to this, European Platform for Learning Mobility, which brings together different institutions and programs and European ones, but also other ones related to work camps and bilateral things, anyone that does stuff internationally with young people, right? This is what the platform does. So in response, they really wanted to help support especially newcomers or people who perhaps wouldn't have so much experience or wouldn't understand the breadth and depth of what could be possible. So there was a focus on quality and certain quality tools were developed. We don't need to go into them here and now. They're available on the websites and they've happened over in the past. So quality was a real focus. And then once we developed these, the question was raised, quality why do we need these tools and what are we going to do with them and, and how's it going to work? And then the conversation started with the development, the initial development of the Solidarity Corps in 2017. It developed into uh, let's have a look at um, individual learning as it had been in the European Voluntary Service, but now balance it, counterbalance it also with this service aspect, this connection to others, this solidarity approach of reaching out and um, supporting, helping, whatever your concept of solidarity is. Let's not go too much into that. Um, and so there's these two angles, right? There's personal learning and then there's the benefit also for the community and society. So this is where it came. And there was a big event hosted by Yint, the Belgian Flemish National Agency in April 2019 called The Power of Learning Mobility. And it balanced these two angles. And this was one of the big events that kicked off a lot of the stuff that happened related to community impact. Also from that event, from the researchers group that were present at the time, there were a lot of discussions on learning mobility in general and this assumption that all projects in a way or another, learning mobility projects in a way or another, as I was just saying, they always generate positive results. And the discussion was, doesn't they lead to inequality in certain cases? Shouldn't we look into this, try to understand what is the real impact for communities too? And there was a lot of discussion too around social impact and that from social impact then 
we realized that there were not many instruments that would consider the community level. There were some for the individual level, some for the organizational level, but not many, or in some cases, they were even inexistent to the community level. And um, I entered in the scene in uh, 2019, somewhere in autumn, because, of course, with the new program, as uh, Susie was mentioning, Solidarity kind of put on the main scene what happens in the community when you are doing a volunteer uh, service stage. It's not only... If we look back a, lit, a little bit on the previous volunteering program, which is called the European uh, Volunteering Service, which was until uh, 2018, there the focus was on developing competences and on learning a lot. And now Solidarity Corps tried to bring on the same level, you know, it's the updated version uh, of what was previously, with the feature that community impact is important. And we as Solidarity Corps Resource Center, we were part of the APLM platform which is this platform that gathers smart minds and open hearts on mobility <laughs> program projects, mobility actions in Europe. Yeah, we were saying, oh, there is a lot of uh, work already done on community impact. What community impact could look like in the program? And this is also how the story of the practical guide came up. And then based on the practical guide, a seminar that we just ended in Vienna. It would be important to also say that there was a whole process of desk mapping and trying to understand what already exists. And there, it was great to have that gathered in one place, but then it was very obvious that there were big gaps inside it. Like there was some stuff from some places, but there were definite gaps that needed to be thought about and, and dealt with. And, and the whole thing about sending communities and hosting communities and the amount of data that, that there was for this, like different levels and different ways of looking at things. Yeah, there's a need there. Okay, so we know a little bit about the, the history of how it all started and actually developed very well. Uh, you mentioned the European Platform on Learning Mobility and yeah, the platform and, and the youth partnership has done quite a bit of research, which is available also on the European Platform on Learning Mobility. And the research was community impact indicators. What does this research tell us? What kind of... Uh, impact we are talking about, what aspects of community are affected. And this is probably the question to Alexandra. The... Yes, very happy to share something and very briefly about our research. So the indicators, there was a background research work on what would be important to analyze at the community level. This included some thematic areas, active citizenship, participation, we also considered the more skills and competences oriented side, intercultural dialogue. So these were basically, in a nutshell, the areas that were considered more relevant to analyze at the community level and to propose indicators within to, to measure and trying to understand the link between the learning mobilities that were taking place in X or Y community and these respective fields. Uh, from our research, the key conclusions were that there were some indicators, some instruments that could be already considered at a macro level, mostly for skills and competences, and some instruments that could be potentially adapt to better respond to the needs of assessing community impact within learning mobility. We analyzed the different concepts, the different contextual approaches to this concept, and our conclusion was that we could propose a preliminary set of indicators that would need to be tested to ultimately develop a, a final list that could be helpful to measure community impact. 
It is indeed a complex process. We are currently in the testing phase, and I hope this is an opportunity and that it can be possible to post the link to the survey with the preliminary list of indicators that is being tested at the moment in the show notes. And we are indeed now, through gathering that data, what the different people that are involved with communities, with organizations, with youth work, with learning mobility, think about this preliminary set. Are they useful? Can they be really effective in measuring community impact? Do they resonate to people? What can be changed? And there's room in the consultation to try to gather that data too. So we are excited about what is potentially to come and to look into more detail on the feedback that is given to our research. So we can indeed hopefully propose that something that will be or that will add some value in this path towards making community impact more relevant and also providing a tool that is in a way harmonized, that can be used by many different people, different communities to assess the impact in this case of learning mobility projects. Thank you, Alexandra. The research is very important, I think, in very many instances, the research papers are not very accessible for, let's say, people who are on the grassroots level in the youth organizations, or maybe they even don't look sometimes at this research. That's how probably the idea of the practical guide came about, which was produced by Salto, a European Solidarity Corp Resource Center. If we can say a little bit about this practical guide, we know how it came about, but what we can find there, who is it for, how it can be used? Very simple questions, but I think very practical, as the guide should be, probably. Yeah, I would start with a few points related to it. So I have to admit, I've been involved in international youth work for over 20 years, and I'm good at all sorts of things, but I'm not an academic. And if you give me a research paper that is more than three pages long, I will just skip through it and look at the things that are in boxes um, or the quotes. And I know that's terrible. And I know I probably should like develop my competencies and, and all that kind of thing. And there's probably other people who are also busy or who don't have that desire to to dive deep into the academia of stuff. And when we were going through this process that Alex was explaining, all the, the research and understanding the importance of it and the connection, which is what the EPLM does, it, it connects research with policy, with practice around the needs of young people. And the, the group of us that were involved were like, well, okay, if we're really pushing this around the needs of young people, the young people themselves and the organizations, the people that work with them, they need to understand all these long words and all this stuff that's going on. It's really important. It's really, it's the key to the solidarity core, this connection with community and impact. And it, it needs to be translated and it needs to be hands-on. It needs to be quick because youth leaders are busy people that are overwhelmed with all sorts of stuff. Um, so we work together to try to distill as much as possible the main messages from the different research stuff. Well, what happened is we created a report and then we wanted to add a few visuals to the report. And then as we went through the whole process, we were like, well, maybe what we could do is kind of put a lot more emphasis on the visuals. So what we have, what's produced right now is there is a written document that helps explain what is community, what is impact, how to know if it's there, how to measure it, and some great good ideas of how to do more community impact in your project and what it can look like in the Solidarity Corp. A whole document that's got all that in it and it's a download and you can read it and it's there. And there are also some visuals that represent the key core messages that are inside that. And we worked with a, a visual designer who helped us translate a bit of the main elements and they have short descriptions next to them. 
And the seminar that we've just had now in October in Vienna, hosted by the Austrian National Agency together with the Resource Center for the Solidarity Corps, it was the very first time that this tool was tested on a real audience of real people. And there was lots of positive feedback and there was this could be improved a bit and that could be improved or you could adapt it like this and or maybe you could use it for young people and you could like check or what you could do is you could like put some persuasive messages so that managers understand why community impact is important. So we had quite a few um, suggestions of where it could be taken and how it could be improved. And for us, what's really important is all this like theory and long words and academia actually gets out in the real world and makes a difference to people that do hands-on projects with young people. As I was involved in the different process and doing also help with the colleagues working on the practical guide, this translation effort, that is a very interesting uh, experience and also an effort. To, I think we sh it should be done also from the point of view of the research, making it more accessible. And of course, while in the desk research, we go through significant details through the theory of change, different concepts with different levels of complexity for the practitioner, the conclusion or uh, what is the result of this analysis and these processes is what matters because of what Susie just said, uh, the time constraints, the need to focus, the, the more practices or practice oriented approach, it's extremely important. So I think this is an excellent example. Of course, I'm biased, but I, I'm saying this interconnection between the three the corners of the triangle, so research practice and policy. I will just add that uh, from us, the guide is the first step, and this is dedicated mainly for youth workers and project manager and youth leaders. So if you are planning to write any project on Solidarity Corps in the near future, please take 15 minutes because this is more or less the time that you need to go through the visuals. We are also working now to develop a bit the, a video. We had this seminar in, in Vienna and we had a really nice presentation and that will accompany the, the, the guide. So we will also have for the ones that are more audiovisual, we will have this. And the guide is also a stepping stone in creating an understanding of what means community impact also in the level and in the network of national agencies and how they evaluate community impact in their projects. So, yeah, it's a beautiful beginning, let's say like that. Thank you. A beautiful beginning. We know that Alexandra already mentioned that the testing phase is now on and people can take part. And of course, we encourage our listeners to take part in it. And we will post the link in the notes uh, to this episode. So what's next when the thing will be finished? What about dissemination? It's only the beginning, as I said. Based on what happened in Vienna, we will have a bit of time to digest needs that we received, we as a resource center. And because it's also a nice timing in the year for the ones that uh, you don't know, uh, in October, November is the time where uh, we plan all the activities for the next years, we as a resource centers, but also national agencies across Europe. So we want to digest a bit the needs that we, we heard and plan what we will do for community impact next year. For sure, something will be developed. Of course, my personal preference is also to, to see how it's possible to have events around the publication. So if you are listening to this podcast, go on Salto website in the future in this training calendar where we announce future events and also on social media. We are Hope active on that as well. And what is really important for us is to continue also the research and a bit of understanding on the links between the community impact and solidarity core, and even to have to work more on this, uh, having a common understanding in the network of national agencies and the common understanding of what means community impact also from the perspective of the ones that are evaluating the projects.
So the ones that are writing the projects and the ones that are evaluating the projects have a similar understanding of what community impact is. The Resource Centre does great stuff to support the Solidarity Corps um, in a real strategic way. You'll be surprised to know they don't have 80 staff working there. They only have three. So when you see the aim and the suggestions and the, the strategy of what they hope to do, they make a really big difference. But what's important, I think, is that this topic needs to be taken up and taken onwards by many more actors. I think there needs to be a kind of ownership and emphasis and acceptance that this is something that really makes a difference and is very connected. It's not just a kind of, how do you say, a tick box on a form. It's something that that really makes a difference to people. And there's all sorts of angles to it. For example, community impact connecting to uh, sustainability, for example. The more people in the community that are connected, affected, involved in a granted project means uh, better social cohesion and better trust and relationships and longer term projects and an easier assessment of needs next time and that it doesn't only rely on a European grant for, for a six-day project, but it could then continue into something much longer, broader and wider. And if there is this emphasis on community impact in an approach, then it, it really gets also the whole inclusion diversity. You get more different people involved in all sorts of levels. So well done to the Resource Centre for everything they're doing to push it. Let's now encourage other actors to develop training, to develop support, to do more research, to make it more aware, to connect to the local development, the people, the heroes that do amazing local development work at grassroots level. I just wanted to say that thinking about what my colleagues just said, and also one of the points Susie was mentioning at the beginning, from the research standpoint, I think it's extremely important to map what is the understanding of community, because there was a very traditional understanding and now we need to figure out what changed, what we add to that understanding and what does really community mean in different contexts for different actors at different levels. And I think this is something that should be a focus in the future from the research angle, but also involving, of course, all the other actors, the policy and practice. So this is my, my, my last few words about this. Because if you think, what does community mean to you? Right. And then you start thinking about it. You think, which communities do I belong to and which communities don't I belong to and why? And it, does community have a positive meaning to me? Does it have a positive meaning to my language, to what's used in social media? And once you start discussing that with others from other places, you realize there's actually quite a difference in how people understand the concept, what's behind it, um, how it's developed and how it's used in the youth field as well. It's it's like quite specific or different. So there's definitely a need to understand it. I think it's a very nice ending of our episode. We started with exploring what is community and we actually ended up with asking a question, what community is for you, what it means for you. So this is the question maybe our listeners can now reflect on where they feel they belong, which community they belong, which community they feel they don't belong. Uh, and what it actually means for them belonging to this community. Thank you very much, Susie, Alexandra and Romina. Uh, there is a lot of tools available. And as you heard, this is the work in progress. And there's still a lot of processes going on. It's not finished. But you can find the links to all what is already finished and what's available in the notes in this episode. Thank you very much. And bye bye.